Welcome to Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. We are on a journey together. That is a journey through the world of jazz through the eyes of a jazz master, a jazz pianist, a jazz professional from New York City named Dave Kikoski. This is part three of a four-part series. We're getting through about three or four tracks per episode, it looks like, and this is no exception. We've got some surprises along the way. Let's get back to my conversation with Dave Kikoski here on Lester the Nightfly. When it hanes, it roars. That's got to be one of the great names of all time for a record uh, by Roy Haynes. The song is called Steps. Um, we're going to listen to it right now. It's 1992. Uh, let's, let's hear it, and then we're going to hear, hear some words about it from Dave Kikoski.
You are listening to Lester the Nightfly. We are so honored to have Dave Kikoski here talking about jazz music and work that he's done and work that he admires. This is Steps from 1992, the record when it hanes, it roars. That's Roy Haynes. Tell us about this one, Dave. You were saying you like that title. Amazing. When Amazing. it roars. Uh, guess who came up with that title? It was uh, I, I just can't imagine. Who, Dave? Pat, Pat Metheny came up with that. Oh, is that right? No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were in. We were on a tour for uh, like three weeks, traveling all around France uh, with Craig Handy on saxophone and Ed Howard on bass. You know, when you go on a tour with someone as you know great as Roy Haynes Quartet, especially Roy Haynes. We we were we were all young. We we're all in our twenties, I think. We're traveling around the world. And we're having a great time. But after a few days of playing every night, you're kind of warmed up and the band is really starting to feel good. The music is kind of secondary. You're just having fun. The main thing is getting to the job, getting your hotel, getting some food, and then you go up and play. But so we were feeling, musically, we were, we were warmed up and feeling good. Roy told us like the last minute or two, he, a day or two before, he said, well, we're going to do a record in a studio in Paris. And that's exactly what we did. And, and it was great. We just did all the stuff we were playing every night, but in a, but in a studio in France. We did this Chikoria, another Chikoria too. Yeah. We did Steps and it wasn't going to be that long, but I was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't finish yet. So I would just keep going and going. He would go back and sit down in his chair and say, all right, well, he's probably done by the next chorus. Sure enough, he'd have to go back and sit in his chair. And I kept going and read, because Roy Haynes and myself, we were trading these ideas back and forth and having a good old time. So that's the kind of stuff I remember about, about that day in Paris. It was uh, very exciting. So please be forgiving, uh, because I didn't know who Roy Haynes was prior to this and he is now to this right. day he's 96 years old i believe um right now That's he's right. still alive i guess i i read his birthday party That's was right. canceled That's last right. year at, at the blue yeah, we're at the blue note because i guess the and pandemic yeah yeah he's still with us and he, you know what he sounds as good as ever it sounds <laughs> is that it's right? hard to believe i probably learned more from roy haynes than, than than anyone else in my career because uh well, I've been playing with him on and off for the longest amount of time. And he was the first person to bring me to Europe and kind of show me the ropes of how you get along traveling the world. So it's, it's almost like he's my father or something like that. So he's just, you know, and he's, uh, I learned so much from him about music and life. And uh, I'm, you know, he's still with us. He's still, and, and he's finally getting the, the the awards and the recognition that he deserved. He played with everyone from Pat Metheny to Louis Armstrong to Miles Davis to Chick Corea. He played with everyone. Stevie Wonder. He he played with everyone. He's still doing it. People say jazz legend, but you know it's a word people throw around a lot. But he is a real jazz legend. You know, uh, one last thing, this uh, the saxophone Craig Handy, just wow, uh, on this particular oh, track. Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Craig's amazing. Uh, Craig uh, has been with, with Roy and us for a, a long time. And uh, he's also re uh, uh, a period after that, he, you people out in the audience may have heard him with Herbie Hancock. Oh, wow. He, he also plays with Herbie Hancock and many other people. It's great. Amazing. Great, great sound. Let's move on. Let's go to Stranger in Paradise. This is uh, yep. Seamus Blake's live at Smalls. Uh, great recording. It's got some fabulous people. Uh, you, Seamus Blake, Bill Stewart. Lage Lund. Lage Lund. Thank you. Lage Lund, Matt Closey, uh, the yeah. Seamus Blake qu uh, quintet. Let's listen to this and then we'll talk about it.
it makes me dave so happy when i hear I because yeah. well because you interpreted this with some terrific jazz musicians it was um made very popular by the musical kismet by george forrest in 1953 and george oh. forrest and they admitted not admitted i mean they, they were very open about hey we got this from borodin oh, and God, that I'm was back in 18 18 60 or so. I mean, it, it, it goes wow. way back to the Polovtsian dances from exactly. Prince Igor. I mean, I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. about that. that. Very good. Very good. Well, it's just yeah, your fault. Yeah. It's your fault, Dave, because you, you said yeah, yeah. I started f following this thing down because I'm like, I know the melody. And what's, you know, the and dances. Yeah, it's a very catchy melody. Oh, you know, and, and it's it's like in, it's in everybody's psyche. It's just one of those beautiful tunes and i listen to the i listen to those dances and it keeps coming it's like a folk met i bet it was a folk melody by the way exactly. back in russia that's a good point that's a no. good point no that's a good point it's like so this russian melody Beautiful. so so right so we just heard terrific modern jazz musicians at a club in manhattan called smalls and yet it probably that song is could be 150 200 years old Exactly. Or longer, old Russian folk tunes, who knows? Well, let's not let this opportunity go by. Here are Polovsian Dances by Alexander Borodin from his unfinished opera, Prince Igor. going to leave it at that, did you? This is Anne Blythe and Vic Damone from the movie Kismet, Stranger in Paradise. Oh, why do the leaves of the mulberry tree whisper differently now? And why is the nightingale singing at noon on the mulberry bar? Most mysterious reason This isn't the garden I know It's paradise now That was only a garden A moment ago Stranger in paradise, all lost in a wonderland, a stranger in paradise. If I stand starry eyed, that's a danger in paradise for 
mortals who stand beside an angel like you. I saw your face and I ascended out of the commonplace into the1950s, the song became hugely popular all over the world, but the big winner of all of those recordings was Tony Bennett. Let's listen to his version of Stranger in Paradise. Thank you. 
Take my hand I'm a stranger in paradise All lost in a wonderland A stranger in paradise If I stand starry-eyed That's a danger in paradise For mortals who stand beside Right now, to one of these bold and innovative radio stations, WHPW 97.3 FM in Harpswell, Maine. KYGT 103.9 and 102.7 FM, The Goat in Clear Creek, Colorado. All right, we're moving on. Pursuance. Uh, this is from A Love Supreme by John Coltrane. Coltrane, huh? Did he do anything yeah. good? Kidding. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Know that name. Uh, all-time classic yeah. McCoy Tyner, right, is the solo. Uh, this is from 1965. Now, Dave, that's a big year, 65, because I was born in 1965. Oh, okay. Very so, good. Very yes. good to know. This is, this is my birth birth music for pj um let's listen uh, as we can uh, on the radio here on lester the nightfly and then we'll talk about it 
nobody came close to Charlie Parker until someone like John Coltrane came around. And, you know, since he played tenor saxophone, Charlie Parker played alto saxophone. But in terms of the history of the music, moving it forward and inventing a whole new style, John Coltrane took what Charlie Parker did on the alto saxophone, transferred it over to tenor saxophone, and then took it to a completely different place. In other words, it, it's like a tree growing. You know, the branches on the top look completely different than the ones in the middle, but they couldn't have gotten there if it didn't come. What came wasn't before. But there were some drastic changes made. So that's why when you hear Charlie Parker play and then you hear John Coltrane play, it takes a while to see. It seems like a drastic change, but it, it didn't happen overnight. But it's still very much related to what Charlie Parker did. It just, it just sounds uh, different. It's, it's more intense in some ways, volume-wise, and it's, it's a little more crazy and wild and avant-garde. It's so ferocious and it's so exciting. It probably takes a little while to get used to. And me being a piano player, McCoy Tyner, he influenced my playing. He kind of broke the rules and put, he took everything apart that was done on jazz piano and then put it back together again in an amazing way. The stuff people are playing even today owe a lot to what he did in the 60s. So it was recorded in Englewood Cliffs at Van Gelder Studio. That's Rudy Van Gelder, right? Rudy Van Gelder. You're, you're too young, right? You didn't quite cross paths no, with him? No, I did, no, I did a record in the 80s, uh, right out of college, with Ralph Moore, Buster Williams, and Billy Hart. And he was still alive. And he was the engineer. So I did record with him. Oh. And he died soon after that. I did a record there about two or three years ago, right before the pandemic. Wow. He did all those classic records out there in Englewood, New Jersey. Yeah. Still going, still going strong. That's another show right there, following his work. We're moving on, Dave. We're going to orbits. Miles Smiles. Thank God we got a smile out of Miles Davis. The record, Miles Smiles. Uh, this is the song Orbits. It's 1967. Let's hear it here on Lester the Nightfly.
Orbits. Thank you, Dave. This is uh, one of your favorite Miles Davis songs, right? Is that what I'm right. reading? Al, yeah, Orbits is is written by uh, Wayne Shorter again. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, Wayne Shorter was the saxophone player in the Miles Davis quintet. Um, the John Coltrane was my favorite quartet. This is my favorite quintet. This Miles Davis Quintet was my favorite, uh, the one that did this record. Um, Wayne Shorter was the primary composer and saxophonist, Wayne Shorter. Herbie Hancock was the pianist, who is one of my all-time heroes, who's still alive and still playing phenomenal. Uh, Miles Davis, of course, on trumpet. Uh, Ron Carter, who I've had the pleasure of recording with uh, a few times. Uh, one of the all-time great greatest bass players that ever did. Ron Carter on bass and, and the amazing Tony Williams who passed a few years ago. The unbelievable Tony Williams. So this was like my favorite quintet of all time jazz. It's different than the Coltrane Quartet in the sense of way shorter and this band were using concepts that I studied a bit from contemporary classical music a la Arnold Schoenberg, Bartok, uh, Stravinsky, etc. They they brought those concepts, like 20th century classical music, they brought those concepts into the jazz uh, vocabulary and, and mixed those classical, contemporary classical concepts with the blues and with bebop and with modal music. And they, they combine them in a very, very unique way. I think the way jazz is being played now is still basically coming out of what this quintet did in the 60s. It's kind of remarkable if you think about it. I don't know if we all can really appreciate it with you know our sensibilities from 2020, 2021. Yeah. How avant-garde, how 
difficult sometimes it is to hear how the, the, the chord patterns are different. You know, if you're looking at Schoenberg or Stravin, I mean, that's some of it's just painful. It's not sweet to the ear. It's it's challenging. If, if there's a word about this, it's right. just right. it's going right. to. It's intellectually, musically challenging. challenging. It's, yeah. it's and I want to know it so much better than I do. It, it's like it's yeah. like it's out there, and I want to get it. Like free yeah. jazz, I want to understand it, and I don't know if you yeah. can't. But right. I, you know, I, I I understand what you're saying. What I like about this Miles Smiles record is they take a bit of the contemporary classical, but they don't beat you over the head with it. You know what I mean? They give you just a little taste of it. So it's not so what you might call ugly. <laughs> you know mm, what I mean? Up it's, to it's, here. It's, yeah. They use a little bit of that and then they, but they also mix it with some blues and some bebop. So in other words, when I say they take stuff from Arnold Schoenberg, uh, Stravinsky, etc. I would, I, what I should have said is they take the, the, the sweetest parts, the best mm. parts, mm. and they put it all together. I see. That's why I like that, that record, Miles Smiles. Uh, this is a little quote from an article I read. On three tracks from this album, Orbit's Dolores and Gingerbread Boy, pianist Herbie Hancock takes the unusual step of dispensing with left-hand chords and playing only right-hand lines. You can actually buy these box sets or find them online where you can hear Miles giving Herbie instructions. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can actually hear it. You don't need to take my word for it. I'll tell you what some of the stuff they said in between takes. Miles would say stuff like, Herbie, you, get out of there. You don't, need to, you don't need to play the left hand. Just play the right hand. It's too cluttered. We're not going to play over the chords so much. We're just going to play single note melodies, single single lines. So this way it gives us more freedom. So what they did is they stopped, they stopped making their improvisations over the chords of the song and, and just let them go. They just, they just took the, they kind of took the middleman out of the music. <laughs> so interesting. That's what they did. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they did. That's why uh, on, cer on certain tunes, they still needed the harmony there. But on, like, uh, I would say 60, 70, 65, 70%, Miles, uh, he keeps telling Herbie, don't play the left hand, don't play the left <laughs> hand, don't play the left hand. Meanwhile, you know, uh, people like me are always studying what to do with the left hand and the right hand. And then, and then the leader of the band says, you don't need to do that anymore. But see, the, the point is, when you leave the hole there in the left hand, then when you come back in, it's so much more meaningful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when you do hear, there's points on the record where, where Herbie Hancock does play the left hand, it's kind of worth waiting for because he's not overdoing it, you see? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's really interesting. So much fun talking with Dave. 
We move on next episode to some Bach, the Prelude and Fugue in E-flat major. That'll be a lot of fun. That's called the St. Anne. We talked to Dave about Sonny Rollins. He brought a track to our attention called If Ever I Would Leave You. Really beautiful stuff. Then there's a great one called There's a Mingus Among Us. Dave's on that record. Also go to Parisina. This is a McCoy Tyner piece. The expansions by McCoy Tyner. This will be a lot of fun. Wayne Shorter's on that one. final episode with Jazzmaster Dave Kikoski here on Lester the Nightfly. I'll see you here next week. This has been a PJ DJ production. To learn more about Dave, go to DaveKikoski.com. To learn more about Lester the Nightfly and this series, visit LesterTheNightfly.com. <laughs>